as you know, onboarding is one of the most important aspects of the customer success journey. And today, I want to showcase the customer onboarding maturity model developed by Rocket Lane so that everybody who was watching the video can really assess, is their onboarding phase aligned with best in class? I have the wonderful Sri Ganesan, the co-founder of Rocket Lane with me today. Hey, Rich. Pleasure to be here. <laughs> so awesome that you could take the time to kind of walk us through how did you develop it? What is it about? How should people use it to really up their game on customer onboarding? When you look at your customer onboarding maturity model, you kind of went through these four dimensions. Which one do you see is the one where most companies needs improvement in? I think an orientation around value and an orientation around measurement are two things which I find typically lacking in most companies that we engage with. I think people in general know that they need to get better at customer experience and delivery, and they may be doing their own small things in processes to make an impact over there. They may not have the most high score, but I think there is awareness that, hey, we need to do better. How do we change things? The value uh, orientation dimension is one of the ones that you're seeing most companies are pouring the lowest at. Where do they shine? I would say most people do have some sort of methodology in place. They do have some variation to it based on like, is it a mid-market customer or an enterprise customer, etc. And they're forced to sort of plug some gaps in their customer's maturity. So in that sense, I think adaptability and ARGs has its own natural evolution. So based on the stage of the company, we do find that people are consistently making changes on that front and improving their scores. But value orientation, I think one example I love is how this really resonates with most people when we tell them, hey, when you finished onboarding, really an awesome brand, your marketing team comes to you and says, hey, I want to do a case study with them. And that's when you realize that you never did anything around like understanding what the value is going to be that you're unlocking for the customer. You didn't benchmark where things were before to even be able to measure the value that you delivered. So that's a very common thing we've seen with a lot of folks. I think you have like track the customer satisfaction in each milestone. I don't think a lot of companies do that, but it sounds like your team has actually implemented some of these recommendations. Can you show me what exactly are you doing? How do you implement these recommendations into an actual day-to-day -day onboarding operations? Here's an example of plan that we've created, which is going to be like a template that we use for every customer. So when you go through this, you will see that some of these are milestones. So the idea is at these key milestones in the journey, we're going to collect CSAT automatically from the system. And we're going to measure, hey, what percentage of these milestones were delivered on time? And we can additionally tie outside of CSAT as well, other actions that need to happen like notifications and so on when you deliver on these milestones. So that's something that we have used and relied on at Rocket Lane. So what we have, for example, is a CSAT report which is going to show you, hey, what are the recent CSAT survey responses from customers? Mm -hmm. And then you can group them by milestone 
to learn a little more about, hey, for all my kickoff meetings, how am I doing? What's the feedback that I'm getting? Or for like our solution process, what's happening? Or for like the go live, what is the feedback bit? So for each of the key milestones in the journey, we set up a CSAT and it's super easy because it's not like a long survey. It's like a Uber style rating, five-star review and a comment that a customer has to leave, which increases the fill rate of those CSAT surveys that go out. Do you serve these surveys via email and then the responses or maybe in app? Yeah, so it triggers an email as well, but we have a beautiful client portal. So the idea is that when you come into that portal as a customer, whether you came from an email or otherwise, you have that option to rate the experience you had. It's going to show up CSAT rating option right here. Wow, Uh, cool. And then it's just a click and they're done. So, and they're going to be in this page anyways, throughout the onboarding project. So That's right. Here's where they're going to collaborate on tasks with you. So, yeah. yeah. Another dimension that you covered initially was the manageability and productivity. So a lot of companies don't have a dedicated onboarding system. And if they do, it's probably like more of a project management system. And one of the things that you have on your best in class is to be able to get automated alerts to customers around status updates, follow-ups, reminders. God knows, you know, sometimes we have a dedicated person just to send reminders to customers. How do you make this automated? Can you kind of demonstrate if companies want to automate that aspect and scale their onboarding processes, what are the types of options that they have in order to to become best-in-class? Yeah, so I think the Automation is an important dimension because it's also, in a way, a forcing function for ensuring things happen on time. If you let your customer success person or onboarding team member do the follow-ups and push out updates, then you need to next monitor, hey, did they do the follow-ups? Did they send out those updates? But you make it part of your system. For example, over here, for each of these tasks, if I assign this task to someone on the customer side. I'm going to assign it to Ross. So Ross is going to get a reminder a day before the due date automatically. Ross is going to get a notification if this task becomes overdue. So it's not about the customer success person's judgment now. Hey, is it too soon to follow up? Will I come across as too aggressive if I ask about this again? So it goes out of the picture. Likewise, status updates, Like there is a beautiful way to set up a template for your updates saying, hey, I want to showcase which tasks are overdue and I want to like push it out to the entire project team on a weekly basis. So you sort of configure a template and then you set it up to say, hey, publish this every week on Friday extra. That is so cool. We actually at CSM practice do this manually. Like we literally send out a status update report of all the client tasks that are due, which ones are late, which is open, which do we need a status on, a status update from the client on. And we do this literally copy paste from a spreadsheet into an email. You can completely automate this entire thing. Look, this doesn't replace a person, but it helps them. First of all, it zhuzhes up all your emails. It looks looks fantastic. But instead of them compiling stuff manually or not remembering doing stuff, because there's certainly a lot of recurring things that we do with clients every week. So it makes sure that the experience is consistent. It looks better. And oh, by the way, you can completely automate it. So now your project managers and your customer success managers who are responsible for onboarding and implementations can be busy doing something 
much more important. They can use their time for something that's much more productive and much more impactful to the customer versus, you know, this wastage on manual work. Other sort of little trick over there is that if you're doing it manually and if there are tasks that the customer needs to complete as well, it becomes your responsibility to poll them about, hey, did you do this? Can I update it in my weekly report? I'm going to publish this, etc. Now, everyone knows this is going to go out on Friday, 5 p.m. So they better go and check off what they did to ensure the whole team gets an accurate depiction of what's actually done. This customer onboarding maturity model that you built, who is this for? Is it for customer success executives? Is it for a CSM? I would say anyone in customer success will do well to have an awareness around where they are on a maturity scale. So a leader obviously can take more action, but even a customer success manager should want to be curious about like, hey, what are we doing well? What are we not doing well? I absolutely agree with you because while there's some things that are like big items, do we have a system in place? Do we have all the processes, documents? Some of them is something that is well within my control. Did I talk to the customer about their outcomes? I don't need a system for that. I don't need a process for that. I need a process that works for me. It's a question that I can ask a customer on the next time I I see them, next time I onboard a customer, I can improve my own process, even if the companies lagging in creating a consistent framework. Would you agree with that? Makes complete sense. You're right. People do have some control over their behavior, how they're consistent in communication or setting the right expectations and all of that as well. Absolutely. Even within a CSM, is it targeted for a specific industry, like mostly software companies or have you tried it on different industries? What do you think? Onboarding our professional services team inside a SaaS company is just another services team. So my take would be that a lot of this for any sort of client facing project delivery, this may be a decent model to look at. Yeah. I actually looked at it for, like I said, for for CSM practice and how do we onboard our clients and that model worked for me as well. And I'm like a small services firm. So I would love, you know, if anybody's watching this video and they're not from a SaaS company to actually take a stab and let us know, did that work for you? Yes or no. And uh, what worked and what didn't. Okay. So How often should we use it? Is it a one and done? Do you recommend kind of like benchmarking against the customer onboarding maturity model once a year, once every two years? What's your recommendation? So firstly, I think we are also evolving this. So it makes sense to check back once in a while if you've added a new dimension as well. But my take is once in three to six months, just to understand, hey, we did some new initiatives in our organization over the last quarter. What has that impacted? How has our score changed? Or rather, it could even be once in six months, you do this exercise to identify a few key initiatives you want to run and try over the next two quarters. And then you can come back after six months to see, hey, what's impacted and what's changed. Great. Thank you so much for joining me today. This was awesome.